The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, everybody. This is Suzanne. If you find my podcast helpful, you can help me be a messenger of hope by following or subscribing to the Messages of Hope podcasts. This makes sure you never miss an episode. To do this, go to the Messages of Hope show page on mindbodyspirit.fm or Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Tap the plus sign in the upper right corner or just click follow. While you're there, why not give us a five-star rating or review and share an episode with a friend? My team and I appreciate you very much, and we hope you can feel deep in your heart and soul that you are so very loved. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody. I wish you could see where I am right now. I'm in a gravel parking lot at a pilot gas station in the middle of, well, my guest had to ask me, where are you? And I said, I'm not sure. We arrived two minutes ago. You see, I set up this interview with Suzanne Ross when I thought I was going to be in mountain time, but we're on tour in our bus. That's why the strange background and sorry about the crazy lighting. And We ended up being in a different time zone. I looked at my husband and I said, we don't have a good enough signal here to do the weekly show. So Ty being so supportive, he says, well, let's go. We'll go find a signal. And we hooked up the bus, pulled in the slides, rolled down the highway at 7.30 in the morning. And he's saying, "What? how many bars do you have now? And I got five bars and he said, we're pulling over with five minutes to go. And here we are. So this is part Navy training, right? The can-do attitude and part spirit saying anything is possible. And isn't that interesting? So that's where we are now. We just took a breath to get centered and I'm so excited to share my guest with you. But I'm excited to ask her questions because we're going to dive into today a topic that I really have never understood thoroughly. Even though people think I'm woo-woo, this is a, a a step above (laughs) talking to dead people. We're going to talk today about ascension. And my guest, Suzanne Ross, is an expert in ascension. So let's just dive in, bring her on, and I'll share with you why she's an expert in that. Suzanne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Suzanne. It's such a pleasure (laughs) to be here. And I totally relate. My husband and I travel in our RV all over the country and we just love it and i've often done zoom recording sessions from inside my rv (laughs) bless your heart for doing this and what's funny is that we had no idea when we agreed to do this that we would both end up in arizona at the same time because you're in sedona right now you're home right i am i live just outside of sedona about 15 minutes outside of sedona a little town called rimrock in the Verde Valley, but I can be in Sedona in 15 minutes. And we have a little sacred sanctuary here off a private road. 
So we wanted a sacred sanctuary space that was quiet and peaceful. <laughs> wow. I envy you that because we have spent a lot of time, traveled through there a lot. And we'll talk about Sedona later in the program and the special energy that's there and why and and some special events that are coming up in Sedona. But I promised everybody we're going to talk about ascension. And so let's do that. Let's dive right in. In, the, in metaphysical spiritual terms, what is your best definition for what ascension is? Ascension is just a higher level of consciousness. I believe it's just an ascension of consciousness, truly. And that wherever our level of consciousness resonates within a certain spectrum, which might define a dimension, is where we find ourselves. Consciousness is awareness. And so wherever our consciousness resonates, whether it be in a third dimensional spectrum of perception, fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional, wherever our consciousness lies in our awareness at the time is where we find ourselves. And so not to, you know, make it sound complex, but quantum physics has really now come onto this idea that we are living in a multi-dimensional universe, if you will. They're recognizing the many dimensions that make up different parallel realities. And within each one of those dimensions is a different spectrum. And that's just all about frequencies. And so in the spiritual world, we talk about love light frequencies, higher frequencies. And the higher your frequency, then the higher dimension that you're going to find yourself on. Because Can I interrupt here? In levels. May I interrupt here? So many people who watch and listen to the Messages of Hope program come to this because they are hoping to learn to connect with their loved ones who have passed. So for any of you who are in that state, that place, have that desire, this is why this would be important to you, this talk about ascension. Anything that you can do to raise your consciousness, and we'll talk about the different dimensions and levels, is going to help you connect more easily. So pay attention. So back to you, yes. Susan. Now, thank you so much for interceding with that because at our conference, which we'll talk about later, but I wanted to focus on what I call the ultra celestial realms because when we talk about higher dimensions, we're, we're referring to realms or planes. And so I believe that when people pass, their souls ascend. Their souls ascend into a higher realm. And it may be a spiritual realm, and there may be a difference then between physical realms and spiritual realms. But we're still talking about higher planes of consciousness. And so when our soul ascends, I believe our soul ascends to whatever level of consciousness we're in at the time when we pass. We're right. So here's a challenge that a lot of people have that we talk about ascension and we're so used to thinking in human terms that we think about actual movement, physical movement. What's your understanding that when you say the soul ascends to a higher place, is it moving 
or is it both? Not moving, moving. It's a shift in a state of being where no longer you're physical. So you, in that sense, people have this, you know, I've heard through NDEs, the sense of being up experience their body, right? They're right. looking down at their body. They're looking down at the physical, but they, you know, are in this uh, realization of themselves as still being, I still am, even though I've transformed into just the, you know, light expression or soul expression of myself without my physical body, I still am fully conscious of who I am as a spirit. So I believe it helps when we look at things in a both and manner. So we are both spirit and human, both non-physical and physical. So explain it in those terms of what ha how one soul can actually just be and be looking at its body. This is tough, tough stuff. <laughs> okay. Yes, well, this happens when people have physically uh, stopped breathing or their heart has stopped beating. And so they're coming out of their physical body and their soul is leaving that vessel to go into another experience. And just from the NDEs that I've listened to, it may depend on what your belief system has been during your physical incarnation. So um, I, I like this concept of both and, but I believe at the moment that the soul ascends out of the body, they are leaving the physical body until or unless that physical body is revived and the soul is called to return to it and continue their incarnation. But people who may believe in Buddhism, they may encounter Buddha, let's say. People who believe in Hinduism may encounter, you know, Shiva or Vishnu. Um, and then people who believe they're going to encounter their loved ones on the other side, you know, may have that experience. Christians may encounter Jesus, you know. So it's a matter of consciousness and where your consciousness is directed that, you know, determines where you're being taken in the experience that will unfold before you. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that's the truth as I understand it as well, which is great. And so what happens here is you're talking about actually the soul ascending out of the body. And that's what misunderstanding I've had with the whole term ascension. Uh, I've heard spiritual teachers talk about we're all ascending. And I have this idea that most people think, well, does that mean all of humanity, everybody on the planet is suddenly going to float out of their bodies and go higher and leave this earth behind. That's not what you were saying at the beginning. That's not what the ascension that you're teaching is about, correct? Well, when I was saying that an ascension of consciousness may elevate your awareness into a higher spectrum of perception, we may vibe out of this third dimensional reality and right. buy into another dimensional plane of higher awareness. And in that sense, we may have the ability without having to leave our physical vessel behind 
That's it. At this particular time, at the end of an age, during the golden age of enlightenment, I do believe that we have the opportunity to find ourselves in our physical body, which is transforming possibly out of a carbon-based expression into possibly a silicon or even a crystalline light body expression. The more and the more that we have this ascension of consciousness experience that represents a higher vibrational frequency, I believe that may have the potential to transform our physical expression of self. And we may find ourselves in a lighter body, in a higher plane, without having to pass and leave our physical vessel behind. And that, so if I may interrupt here, yes. I, I love that. And what I wrote down as you were saying that is this is the, the fine tuning that really helps me wrap my head around this when you state ascension of consciousness. So when, while, oh, the guides are here because I was about to say, whilst we can see, <laughs> that's the way they speak. While we can hold the image of, all of our souls rising up out of our bodies, what I hear you saying is that this is not a, a a matter of let's all leave the planet, although many of us in human form would love to do that when it gets rough here. This is let's raise our vibe so much that we can see from above as if we're having an NDE and, and find insights and guidance so that when we shift our awareness back into the body, we can be better citizens how does that resonate with you? So it sounds to me like you're saying that there is a shifting of your awareness to have a higher perspective. But also the experience. The experience of your show. We can have the experience of being the soul while still in a body. Is that correct? Yes, and <laughs> I like the both and. Yes, yes, yes. And taking our physical vessel with us in this higher vibrational version of our ascended self, where we may actually have the opportunity to experience a whole new plane of reality, we may call the new earth. Okay. And people you know, talk about creating heaven on earth. Even in the Bible and Revelations, it talks about a new earth. In Matthew, it talks about a new age. You know, so I've become interested in some biblical translation. Now, certainly I'm not a biblical scholar whatsoever, so let me put that disclaimer forward. But I was very interested in this idea of a rapture and with this idea of a rapture, we've seen how it shows maybe just the clothes left behind or some, you know, article of jewelry left behind. But the whole body has been taken along with the soul into another reality. And I believe that may compare to what we're talking about when we talk about a dimensional shift. Yeah. Okay. It we want things now. We want improvement now. People want to know that this is going to happen in their lifetime. Are we in this for the long game? Or is this some new earth that we're going to actually experience now? What are you seeing? I think it depends 
on what you believe and the practices you're engaging in and the choices that you're making on a daily basis to be the best possible person that you can, expressing the highest virtues of unconditional love, patience, compassion, kindness, right? And then raising your love life frequency in that way so that you start attracting other like-minded souls. And again, reasons for gathering with like-minded souls and tuning into podcasts like yours and others. And we're really talking about that, you know, spiritual life, spiritual way of living and being. And then you do start to experience a new higher, uh, a new higher reality, if you will, where you start okay. out of the yeah, density. May I tune in then? So what I was, what you've helped to clarify for me here is that if we think on a planetary scale, we're all going to ascend. I don't see that happening in our lifetime because we're all at different places on our path. But what you're showing me is what I also understand that let's work on ourselves first. And we can experience this literally the light, our own light body becoming lighter and have our own personal ascension. And as we do that, we bring everybody else along, right? Yes, that is an interesting um, concept, Suzanne, that, you know, I'm just not sure about. I'm not sure that any of us will really know until it happens. But mm -hmm. I think that everyone is just where they're meant to be on their evolutionary journey. And then it may be possible that, some people may be newer to the third dimensional experience and still have a lot to learn through duality. Their soul may have chosen to come here to the third dimension to learn the lessons that can only be learned through duality, separation, suffering. We know how valuable those lessons can be for our soul's evolutionary path. What if others have incarnated many, many, many times in this third dimensional reality of duality and are done learning through separation and suffering and have chosen a spiritual path because now they're seeking to learn lessons through unity and peace and harmony. And so they're engaging in spiritual practices and have a strong desire for that. So it's possible there could be you know, a bifurcation, if you will, of those who are co-creating a new earth experience together, ascending in their consciousness, because that's where they're at on their journey. And maybe those who aren't done learning through 3D duality. But we're talking also here about time. And so, you know, when we start to recognize that, you know, what if there is just one eternal now moment and our multi-dimensional souls are dispersed throughout many different dimensions and timelines? And what if we'll always have an aspect in each of the dimensions, but this particular aspect, this particular holographic fractal at this point in time is ready to ascend into the next higher dimension? Yeah, I see it like a, I'm sure you're familiar with the Taurus shape, the flow of energy around in all fields that exist. And and so our universe is kicking out souls continuously bubbling around. And so some are more farther around that route than others, but constantly others coming behind. And that's evolution. To me, it's just a dynamic. I got goosebumps. Just this dynamic flow of life ever, ever, ever expanding and evolving. 
You said it. Spot on. Souls choose this alpha and omega journey to descend out of the infinite life, to come into the space-time hologram, to go on a journey of self-discovery through doing and experiencing beyond being and doing, I mean, being and uh, existing. So I do believe our eternal souls at the center of creation are in an existential reality where they're being. And these souls collectively projected this space-time hologram to create another way of knowing thyself through doing and experiencing. And so it is a projection, right? A mental projection of a mental construct called the space-time hologram with many different dimensions and timelines through which they can know thyself. Yeah. Oh, I love this stuff. I hope all of you are enjoying this. And again, if you're just, if it's new to you and your head is about to explode from some of these terms, this is, I live and breathe this because it's truth with a capital T at the deepest levels. But just remember on a practical basis, if you're new, let's get back to talking about raising our vibrations so that we can connect to that existential reality Suzanne's talking about and connect with loved ones, find peace, find greater love. Suzanne, I want to just talk about the fact that you and I met because you invited me to speak at a beautiful conference, which we'll talk about shortly, that you are hosting in Sedona in March 2024. But every time we have interacted, you've been this bubbly self, even off screen, uh, just I feel it's your true nature. Have you always been this way or is this the result of your spiritual path ascending, your own ascension? I was thinking about just that thing before our call today and reflecting that on, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my parents called me Susie Sunshine. Okay. As a little kid, A, I always wanted to be barefoot in the grass and out in the sunlight. I've mm -hmm. always just been such a sun lover. I just love and honor the sun. And also, I've just always felt drawn to making people happy. It just fills me with so much joy to light people up and to see people be happy. And if someone's sad, to make them feel better. And as a kid, I would talk to strangers and smile at them and try to like laugh. And I also talked to the flowers and the plants and the animals and the trees. I just, you know, this was my true nature as a child. Of course, then, oh, I was very psychic as a kid too. I had all kinds of invisible friends. Oh, wow. But, you know, then I became a toddler and a kid and, you know, then a teenager and a young adult going to college and then working and sort of, you know, turned away from all that, went on a corporate path and, you know, did the things that society expected me to do and sort of, you know, lost touch with that. But then I just had this profound experience on a mountaintop in the winter of 1995 that caused me to surrender to a higher source for guidance. And in a moment, found myself surrounded by bright white light. But we back up just to tell us yeah. what, was that, what was the experience that led to the bright white light experience? Just dive yes. into that. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Thank you for asking. I write about this in my book, Wake Up, Awakening Through Reflection. And so, yes, I had gone on this path that, you know, society sort of had dictated to me as the American dream. And as such, I had pursued a corporate life. I married a corporate executive. We were both corporate executives and, um, you know, doing sort of the material thing to be successful and had a big house in the Porsche in the pool. And I was miserable. I felt so misaligned with this. The material things didn't love me back. I didn't align with the mean-spirited corporate politics and even the deceit within the corporate world. And it just was, it was killing me. I felt like I had sold my soul. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I was having anxiety attacks, physical symptoms, illness. My hair was falling out in clumps. I had eczema all over my skin. Wow. So I knew that, you know, I needed a break from it all. And I actually walked out to the kitchen one morning and said, there has got to be more meaning and purpose to life than this. Uh, fighting brutal traffic, fighting brutal politics, fighting traffic, coming all the way to bed, getting up and doing it over and over. Felt like I was on a gopher wheel going nowhere and it lacked meaning and purpose. And I actually thought if there is no more meaning and purpose to life than this, I'm out of here. And the phone rang right at that moment. And it was my parents. And I joke around that I was saying by the bell because <laughs> it was my parents calling me and inviting me to their home in the desert. They had got a vacation home in the desert. And I said, that's what I need as a break from it all. I told my work that I was going to the desert, vacation with my parents. And they said, if you leave right now, you won't have a job to come back to. And I said, you know what? That's fine. I'm leaving. Up oh, for you. Yeah. And so I did. And Oh my gosh, I got to the desert and it was so beautiful. I was living on the East Coast, working for the corporate world. It was December and blizzarding. Oh, yeah. and the desert was beautiful, blue skies and sunny and palm trees. And I was having so much fun with my parents, experiencing love and joy and laughter. Yeah. And I've been missing. And so one morning as my vacation was coming to an end, I just felt this overwhelming sense of impending doom. And I felt called to run to this mountain range behind their house. And so on this morning, I threw on my clothes and shoes and took off running towards this mountain. And the sun was coming up behind this mountain range. And it's the cover of my book, Wake Up, because this was such a transformational moment. I literally was called to the top of this mountain. I didn't even notice the beating of my heart and the burning of my muscles as I just ran up this mountain. I got to the top. I threw my arms up to the sky. I looked to the sky and I said, I am miserable in the extreme and I see no way out. Yeah. In that moment, I felt this total sense of calm wash over me, this bright white light all around me. It felt like this light was holding me in an embrace and a voice came out of the light. And it said, can't you see you've come home? You'll stay here and heal yourself and many others. And that was it. And in that moment, I knew that was the absolute truth for me. I also felt spontaneously healed in the moment. And as I looked out over the desert landscape, I knew I had come home and that I would become a healer in the desert. 
flat. I ran down that mountain, Suzanne, and I felt like I was being guided by a spiritual force, a spiritual energy saying, do this, do that. I got dressed. I drove to the nearest five-star resort. I applied for a job in wellness. They hired me on the spot. (laughs) Any qualifications? Oh, my God. Talk about a spirit thing. Yeah. Right? They said, can you start in two weeks? I said, yes, I can. And as I was walking through the parking lot, I thought, this is surreal. What have I done? And I'm thinking, what about your husband? (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I told my parents, I'm moving to the desert. I'm pursuing a career in wellness. I'm leaving my life on the East Coast. My mother said, have you lost your mind? I said, no, I think I finally found it. Called my husband and said, we need to talk. (laughs) He loved his life working for the corporate world. He traveled internationally. He was a vice president. And I knew that that was his calling. Yeah. That was no longer my calling. We had a very amicable divorce. I moved to the desert within two weeks and started my new job. The whole thing blossomed. I opened a wellness center. I've never looked back. What I do today is still about wellness. It's more spiritual, but it's still spiritual well-being, which translates into physical, mental, emotional well-being. I just love when my guests surprise me. <laughs> this is just a great, great story. And tell me about how, I know that you're, you said you were always psychic, but tell me about how your connection with, at the soul level with all that is evolved from there because you don't do this alone, right? Right. Yeah. So I had entered into the field of wellness, opened my wellness center. And then in 2007, I had a dark night of the soul. It had to do with the economic collapse that we all know was happening in 2007, 2008. My, I, I shall say that I met the love of my life <laughs> shortly after my experience on the mountaintop. Kelly, yeah. right? Totally, my heart was open, met the love of my life, who I'm still married to today, and I love him dearly. And so we, you know, had spent many years together out in the desert. His family owned a grocery store. But as this economic collapse was happening, they sold their store. He moved up north to be with his brother. My parents, who were living there, moved to Canada because that's where they're from. I felt abandoned. And there was also this thing called a SDG and E crisis. Anyways, there was this huge crisis that happened in San Diego where utility prices skyrocketed. It was sort of a scam and the governor, Gray Davis at the time got indicted for it. Mm-hmm. But that also shut businesses down because the utility bills were three, four times what they were. Well, the physical world and the metaphysical, boy, they have to balance out. Right. My clients were wealthy, retired golfers for the most part in this community near Palm Springs. And so clients were leaving, my business was failing, my husband had 
gone to northern my parents had left for Canada. I, I love that you didn't just stay on this mountaintop, right? This is life. This is the flow up and down, right? Okay. All right. Please continue. I had a serious dark night of the soul. I turned to the bottle. And I mean, I have peace months all over telling you this. I write about it in my book, Wake Up. I'm totally transparent about it. Mm -hmm. With no clients and nothing to do and many businesses closing, closing, and I still wouldn't give it up. I wouldn't give up my dream that had come true. I wouldn't close my wellness center. But there was nothing to do. And I joined people who were going to the bar in the afternoon, playing pool, listening to music. It just turned out to become this diving into this dark night. I don't regret a single moment of it, Suzanne, because this dark night was exactly what I needed to be thrown to the ground hard enough to wake me up once and for all. And so I feel like that is sometimes what happens. Spirit throws you down hard enough so that you hit rock bottom so that you truly wake up, you know, really seek a higher way of living and being. Because that moment on the mountaintop had awakened me to a level of spirituality. I started to do what I call the Hay House brand of spirituality, listening to Wayne Dyer, who I love dearly, you know, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson, um, which was wonderful. I was listening to audio books and reading, you know, books. But this dark night of the soul, I ended up in AA. And this 12-step program to me introduced me to a higher power. And I, I never wanted to have another drink again. That wasn't the issue. I needed some counseling. And this counseling that was provided there was so helpful. I had this great counselor and he was so grounded. He was just like, Hey, you know, it can happen. Let's talk about why it happened. You know, I felt abandoned and you know, whatever I needed to talk about. Yeah. He was so helpful. And I just felt renewed and recharged. And my sister was on a Buddhist path and she said, Suzanne, let's go to a Buddhist retreat. And it was about loving kindness. And so I dove into Buddhism with both feet. And I'm telling you these prayers, this liberating prayer and all of these Buddhist practices, the meditation, the mantra, the mudras, it allowed me to go into these deep meditative states. I was taking walks out in nature, these walking meditations. And this liberating prayer was all about golden nectar flowing down from the heavens and, you know, illuminating your entire body. So I was walking through nature in my illuminated golden light body. And I had no idea how powerful these practices were, but I started shifting into a different experience of reality where everything was sparkling in fluorescent light. And I started telepathically communicating with animals and flowers. And I I realized everything was consciousness. The water was liquid consciousness. Beings were crystallized consciousness. And that consciousness was malleable. I started downloading information. I started channeling and doing automatic writing. (laughs) So, yes. This is... (laughs) You asked. And so anybody who feels... Anybody who feels like you're bottoming out right now, this really is the way it goes. And hopefully, not. Mm, 
the guys just said, not hopefully. This is how it works. When you find that higher power of your understanding and you do the meditative type practices, any practice that gets you above, beyond, beneath the story like Suzanne did, then you find that other reality. And that's what allows you to go through ups and downs in the physical world, right, Suzanne? And yet remain beyond it no matter what's going on. That's the key. I'd say the dark night is a great gift. And that was over 13 years ago. And I can tell you everything that I've experienced since then, taking on clients, friends, you know, family members, colleagues, that the dark night can be a great gift. As you see a light at the end of the tunnel and you walk towards it, that light can become bigger and brighter than you ever experienced before. Beautiful. I, I had to laugh, Suzanne, when you said, you know, you, the Hay House version of spirituality, because I totally was into that years ago uh, before I knew there was a greater reality. It was all the positive thinking, the Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson, beautiful books that changed my life. But what's funny, Suzanne, you may not know this, is I'm now under contract as a Hay House author. I have a book coming out in April of 2024. Congratulations. But, but the difference here to take Hay House spirituality to another level is this book is designed to take us to that other level, the place where we're all the same. What we share is that that ground foundation of consciousness that you're talking about. So my book's called The Awakened Way which is what all of this teaching is leading us to, that shift beyond the human story to that of the soul and consciousness itself. What about your three books? It's a trilogy you have. You've told us about Wake Up. What are the yeah, other So, yeah, Wake Up is Wake Up, Awakening Through Reflection, a 10-Day Life Lessons Workshop. And this came about as I started channeling Suzanne, and I really wanted to write about something that nobody else was teaching. I, at that point, read many, many books, attended many, many workshops, and I did not want to be, you know, copying anybody else's material. And so I wanted to channel through uh, the way that I was being called to guide people through this process that I call the karmic cause and effect analysis in my book. And what it is, is it's an opportunity to reflect upon the really transformational experiences of your life, and then to reflect on the causes and effects. What caused this experience to unfold? What effect did it have on myself and others? And as you continue to do this experience after experience, what you'll find is a pattern that's repeating itself, right? And yeah. so hidden within those experiences, hidden within the causes and effects are the life lessons that you came here to learn. And so the idea is to identify those so that you can apply them to your life, learn them, master them, and then you can evolve. You don't have to go near them again. <laughs> right? So now that's your journey of self-discovery. There's journaling. There's your self-exploration questionnaires. There's meditations and breathing practices. You can download all that from my site. Which is what? For what is your Oh, it's SuzanneRossTranscendence.com. Very nice. Okay, we'll be sure to put that in the, the video yeah. portion of this. But for those of you listening, SuzanneRossTranscendence.com. Super. And then 
if you would briefly tell us about your two other books, I want to move on and talk about the opportunity to meet with you and many others in person. There's just one other book because the third one is being written. <laughs> okay. It's the Up Trilogy. Wake up, rise up, and lighten up. And then okay. really, uh, for the body, mind, and spirit, but it's in the it's first is the mind because I asked spirit, you know, okay, three books, one for the body, one for the mind, one for the spirit, which is to be written first, and how does this look? And the mind was the first because spirit channeled through me that people really need to have the opportunity to release the limiting beliefs in their mind, to open their mind to the more spiritual, metaphysical. First, we have to deal with the life that we're living right here and now. Reflect upon that, right? And sort of work through some of the karma-based, um, you know, uh, interactions, experiences that we've had. So which book is that? That's the first book, mine. <laughs> right. The title is? The title is wake about? Up. That's mm -hmm. Wake Up. Okay. Thank right. you. Then yeah. clarifying. And the second book is Rise Up. And that's for the spirit. And it's a very metaphysical journey. It's a 10-day ascension adventure. <laughs> we take you to sacred sites around the world. And along the way, we learn about the belief systems and practices of the advanced civilizations of the ancient past as we go to Egypt, as we go to the Mayan temples. Very cool. We go visit the Dogon tribes of Africa. Along the way, we learn all of these different cosmologies about how creation came into being. So it's a very metaphysical journey, but along the way, some people may actually remember who they may have been in these other historical timelines as well. And so there's meditations to go with it, but it's an essential. Nice. Nice. Okay. So check out the website and probably they're, they're available online at most booksellers, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Wonderful. And the other one being written. So I'm excited because you talked about going to sacred spaces. Thanks to you and your invitation, I get to join you in one of the most powerful spots on earth, Sedona, Arizona, in March. Or tell us about this event. Thank you for asking. I'm so excited about the Sedona Ascension Retreat. Suzanne, I started offering retreats here in Sedona only a few months after I moved here in 2015. I had my first event in Northern California before moving here for a book launch of my book, Wake Up. And I just loved it so much. I bought together other authors and spiritual practitioners. And so when I got here, I offered my first event during the fall equinox in the autumn of 215. And ever since I've been offering two events a year, one during the fall equinox, one during wow. spring equinox. That's a lot of work. <laughs> this is going to be our 17th event. We're very excited that this event has grown and expanded to the point where now we're in the largest, most beautiful venue here in Sedona. The Sedona Performing Arts Center is just a gorgeous theater with theater-style seating for $7.50. The stage is huge. It's gorgeous. And then the exhibit hall outside that Performing Arts Center is all glass walls, so you can see red rocks. All I remember, Mike, I'd heard about Sedona, but the first time we came over the hill from the south, 
and I saw those red rocks. I was talking on the phone. I said, I have to get off the phone. It, it took my breath away. I'd never seen an scenery like that or felt energy like that. I got, I have the goosebumps. I've been back so many, many times since then. And every time it, it thrills me. There's, I hope people will come just to experience the scenery, but tell us about some of the speakers and what people can expect at this Ascension retreat in March. Thank you for bringing up the magnificence of Sedona. When I first came through Sedona, I was breathless and speechless as well. And so yeah. taken by the magnificence, but also the energy. This high vibrational spiraling vortex here is tangible and it's high vibe. So yes, another reason that come to this event is just to see Sedona. But this particular event, I'm focusing on like three different categories. One is extraterrestrials. So that we have the opportunity to connect in with our galactic brothers and sisters, who many believe are our star ancestors. We have Linda Moulton Howe, who of course is a star on Ancient Aliens. Um, she is the founder of earthfiles.com, has been an investigative journalist for 40 years. She'll give us some ET, UFO, intel, And then we'll have a galactic channel panel of channelers who tune into the galactics. I have to tell you that, that I'm, I like that you have the three paths because ET has not been my path. My guide said, stay over here on the, in this lane. But when I'm not speaking, I'm going to be attending some of those panels just because I want to learn. It's not in my experience, and I I believe we should be open to everything and just see how it feels in our hearts. So that's exciting. Definitely, and thank you. Yes, just being open-minded and seeing what it's all about, right? Um, we have Bashar, Daryl Lanka channeling Bashar, Wendy Kennedy, the ET Whisperer, Rob Gothier. So yeah, they'll be bringing through. And then the channel panel is really cool because Ruben Lankin, host of Interviews with ED on Gaia TV, will be asking the Galactics questions. Okay, I've got to attend that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. And then, of course, we have near-death experiencers. And this is the ultra-celestials. So, of course, world-renowned near-death experiencer Anita Morjani, um, Rob Gentile, who had the most amazing experience in his oh, life. We have a podcast with him. It was just stunning. Yeah. And then he, he's so prolific about his, you know, about his experience. And yes, I saw him on YouTube and I said, I've got to have this guy. And he's just a sweet, gentle soul with a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Um, and then, of course, yourself, Suzanne, as a medium and a mystic, connecting into those on the other side. So yes. that's a perfect fit for, for that day. And uh, we have amazing spiritual teachers, Matt Kahn, who just is a soul who is so incredibly ascended in his physical body already. He has reached a state of just bliss, and he just exudes love. I'm going to have to get him on the podcast. I just made a note. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes. They call him the I love you guy. Oh, yeah. Really? Greatest book is all for love. It's just all about love. And he well, great. I'll get to meet him there. And uh, and hopefully everybody else will have awesome experiences. I want to share before we run out of time that you've asked me to lead people on an outdoor adventure and lead a guided meditation out among the red rocks. So I'm very excited about that to, to all experience that energy together. And I know that my guide Sanaya will lead the meditation because they 
they they do a much better job than I could ever do by myself. So it's going to be amazing. And thank you for saying yes to that, because here we are in Sedona. I remember having an indoor event, because I've had outdoor events, indoor events. One year I was having an indoor event, looking out at the Red Rocks going, what are we doing sitting inside? Exactly. We should be out on the Red Rocks. So I combine outdoor journeys with these indoor events. And so shuttle buses come, pick people up, take them out to these sites. And people like yourself, who are the keynote speakers, lead these outdoor journeys. And people just love that. They want to connect with you, you know, out in the vortex. So I'm very excited to offer outdoor journeys. And thanks for saying yes to that. And I think a workshop too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm doing a panel, a keynote speech, a workshop, and the outdoor adventure. So it's going to be a busy weekend, but that, you know, let's make it worthwhile. So the dates are, Suzanne? March 8th through 10th. And you just go to SedonaAscensionRetreats.com. You'll see the different levels of tickets there. And we have low early bird pricing through December 1st. Very good. And I believe if you sign up through my website, there's a discount code. Absolutely. Right. So go to SuzanneGeisman.com. Yes. For those of you who can't join us, though, Suzanne, what what would you tell them for next steps on their path if any of this interests them? Besides checking out your book and doing doing that work, just to step out of your front door each and every day, look at the sun, and be so incredibly grateful that you have been gifted this precious precious gift of life. Make the most of it every single day. Love yourself, love others, radiate your light. Just be in love and gratitude as best you can every day. And if you're needing support, just reach out to others for support. There's many spiritual teachers out there. There's many beautiful books and conferences out there. I love you and I bless you. I wish you an abundance of blessings on your journey. Namaste. Doesn't get any better than that. Thank you so much for your time here today. And uh, I, I know I learned a lot, uh, very, really clarified in my mind that uh, when large groups on the path talk about ascension, what they're talking about. So thank you for that. And thanks for the opportunity to hear about your your retreat. I keep wanting to call it a conference, but it's definitely a retreat. And I just can't wait to meet you in person. Oh, I can't wait to meet, meet you too in person, Susanna. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I uh, so appreciate it. It's an honor. All right. Okay, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this. We'll have links in the description if you're watching on YouTube, how you can find out more information about Suzanne's work and about the retreat. And we will see you back here next Sunday. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.